0: Okay, do you want me to take it from here? No. Okay. Do you want to do you wanna take it from here?
1: Yeah. Welcome to On
0: the Bench. I am your host for the time being until Josh steals it from me. See what I did there, Josh? Uh, mm-hmm. I am Brendan Sinone. I got Josh Newberg here. I got Zach Blaustein. Chris Christney is on vacation. Uh, the energy you can feel permeating right now is me talking about a very exciting time for fsu football we have two commitments we have about 10 official visitors coming up uh, to talk about actually even more we have like 12 we have have a dozen official visits coming up there's so much going on plus the start of the 40 most important players list which i know josh wants to talk about but josh i'll I'll throw it to you here a little recruiting a little little new since the last time we got
1: together and did our mailbag episode yeah man um we're starting to see some results From all these prospects being on campus, visits, breed commitments, and we've started to see some results. Uh, Commitment on Monday, or was it? It was Sunday evening.
0: It was a little Sunday evening action, a little weekend action.
1: Sunday evening at six p.m., Florida State landed a commitment from 2022 linebacker Omar Graham Jr., uh, the three-star, six-foot-one, two hundred five-pound outside linebackers from stranahan high school down in fort lauderdale florida south florida dog commits to florida state um zach you were all over this one you had you obviously knew it was coming you had a pre-write uh written on omar graham but whatever what were some of the keys to his recruitment to florida state
2: well i think the biggest thing was him feeling like a priority at florida state um right from the jump when FSU offered back in January, they were one of his top schools. He basically told me in the pre-write interview that he was silently committed to FSU for two to three months. He mm-hmm. wanted to decide and announce the decision in March and just get it over with and and, and, and decide for FSU. But after talking it over with his family and just you know realizing that um, June was going to hit and he was going to be able to get on some college campuses, he decided to to lay off the the decision for them Mm -hmm. again in may he wanted to decide once more um he wanted to commit to fsu and make it public that didn't happen obviously and you know he went to the month of june with fsu in the lead like in in his mind personally silently committed he goes and takes an official visit to miami that first weekend of, of june um he liked that visit but then he goes over to florida state the second weekend and that closed the deal um He met with Coach Marv, Chris Marv, uh, who's the linebacker coach at Florida State, uh, Mike Norvell, and just the entire coaching staff showed him a lot of love on the visit. He said that was the biggest thing, just feeling like a priority, feeling like he was wanted in that class. And coming out of that visit, he canceled his two official or two remaining official visits in the month of June, which were scheduled to Auburn and Penn State. And then he announced that he would be deciding on Sunday He did, in fact, decide, and he announced for Florida State.
1: Very nice. He is the first linebacker commitment towards FSU's 2022 class. He's the 10th commitment overall to FSU's 2022 class. And I'm sorry, the ninth. FSU currently ranks 10th overall, first in the ACC as we head into the month of July. Um, Omar Graham is the first linebacker committed. I don't think he'll be the last. Looks like Florida State is still going to take probably two more in this class. I wrote a story on Knowles 24-7 talking about what is next at the linebacker position. Um, this weekend, we're going to see one of FSU's top targets, Jerron Willis, on campus. We've talked a lot about Wesley Besaint. Um, There's like five or six guys FSU's heavily in the mix for at the linebacker position, and we think that they're going to sign two more. Um, now let's move on to... The second commitment of the weekend um might even bring brendan in here how can i not bring brendan in here to talk about this one um florida state landed a commitment from 2023 wide receiver Vandravius jacobs why does that name sound familiar brendan
0: Uh, because zach broke chris knee's heart by picking him as a top performer at the seven on seven two weeks ago the florida state seven on seven that's why i'll do do it again (laughs) <laughs> he would do it again too if he could. <laughs> uh, all day, Dre, as uh, as we called him, he was awesome at the seven on seven. I got there late in the day uh, after covering the big man camp with you, Josh. So I went over to the seven on seven fields, and uh he was a little like he was a little tired by that point because he'd been a, a major weapon and making a bunch of downfield catches and stuff all day. Uh, he was cramping up about three or four times, but I tell you, he was bloodied and scratched up like he was legitimately bleeding on his shoulder. Uh, and he still kept performing and they had to keep trying to put him he kept having to leave the championship game for vero beach kept coming back in uh because he's what was it zach would you say a gritty performance a gutsy performance even yeah yeah so yeah 2023 wide receiver from vero beach josh i'm a fan
1: yeah um zach how did it turn (laughs) into a commitment from visit to commitment
2: um, yeah, so he, he came in and from the start of that visit, he brought his family and, and a coach. So it kind of looked like it, it was training in FSU's favor as, as the visit began. When he exited the building um, in the in the exit interview, we simply asked him just, you know, are you committed? Did you commit on the visit? And he, he said he did. Um, he credited it. To just just he, he grew up a fan of the school. So that's that's a big reason why um, FSU was the choice. And to put it in perspective, he went to Miami the weekend after getting an offer from Florida State at their 7-on-7 tournament, and he earned an offer from Miami as well. He comes up, I think, a week after that for this visit, uh, which took place yesterday, and he committed to Florida State. Um, he did it in the one-on-one inter- one conversation with Mike Norvell in his office, and he said the entire staff kind of blew up and, and was super excited about um, his decision to become a seminal.
1: Awesome. And, uh, there's a scouting report up on Knowles 24 seven. We have a lot of info up on that. If you guys want to read more about the latest commitment, um, right now, Florida state's actually hosting two official visitors for the 2022 class, Dylan Everett, a DB from IMG Academy and running back Jalon Glover. Uh, Zach, tell me a little bit about these two guys and why they're important. Why are they on campus right now?
2: Yes, so let's start with um, the four-star DB, like you mentioned, out of IMG Academy, originally from the Virginia area, I believe, Daylon Everett. He's a guy that has pretty much all the top-tier schools in on him. I think Clemson and North Carolina are viewed as the biggest contenders in his recruitment going into this visit. But Florida State Mm -hmm. coach Marcus Woodson has done a great job with, you know, the entire DB position with Travis Hunter and Sam McCall already committed. This is a guy that if they could land him... um, to finish out that DB class, it, it would be pretty crazy. I, I don't know if there's ever been a DB class like that talented with, the, with those three guys, if that ended up being the case. But Four State's got some work to do, but they get him in on this midweek official. He's, he got in last night. The visit started this morning, and then he'll go until uh, Thursday morning, and, and we'll catch up with him to see whatever it has to say. And then we'll touch on nice. Jalen Glover. He's a running back out of Lake Gibson high school. That's where Sam McCall's uh, also is from. And Glover's kind of just, you know, one of one of their uh, primary running back targets. They like him a lot. He's kind of a smaller back, but he's got a, a lot of shiftiness to him. A lot of great change of direction. Very productive. So, yeah, very productive. I think he had over 30 touchdowns this past year, which is pretty crazy, especially in the state of Florida. So... Yeah, Glover's a guy, and and I and I spoke with some people over at FSU today, and you know they were impressed with how because like like you guys know Florida State hasn't been able to get on the road and see these prospects in person for over a year, and when they saw saw Glover, um, you know at the hotel today at, at breakfast, I I've heard that they liked the way he looked and and how he's built as a running back, and I think that's gonna obviously they, they've got a bunch of movie moving pieces going with the running back board right now. I think like, like we've mentioned, Javante Barnes, k Allen, but I think lovers in
1: that mix for, for guys they're seriously considering. Yeah, he definitely is. Um, so those two visits will wrap up tomorrow. We will have more on Knowles 24 seven on those guys. Um, there's also a couple visitors in today. Um, well, we'll talk about some of those later, but for now, let's talk about the upcoming weekend. Uh, we have, is it 10 or 11? We have 10 official visitors coming in. No, we have nine, nine. nine. nine.
0: there's an update to that list. That
1: why. <laughs> because defensive lineman Horace Lockett is not coming in on an official visit this, this weekend. I learned that this morning. So we will be taking Horace Lockett off of our official visitor list and it will be narrowed down to nine, but it is a loaded list. Um, okay.
0: R- real quick, when was the last time we covered you? You specifically, Josh, covered anyone named Horace. Like I can think of Horace Grant athletically, uh, but that was back in the 90s. It's not, not a whole lot of Horace being made nowadays.
1: No, not a whole lot of horses. now that I think about it. Probably this is my first one in at least five or six years that that I can account for.
0: Wow. Wow. It's yeah. the kind of analysis you get on, on the bench.
1: It's really interesting. Um, one, two, three, four offensive linemen coming in this weekend. So, over forty percent of the off- the official visitors this weekend will be offensive linemen, and I know FSU fans love to hear that. Uh, let's go down the list of who will be in. We have offensive lineman Kanaya Charlton. Uh, he's there out of South Georgia. Jalen Early. He's out of Texas. Emory Jones. Louisiana, and Quashawn Sat from South Georgia. Um, Zach, how do you feel about this group of offensive linemen? I forgot um, one. I think if you look especially... I forgot at, one. And Tavius
2: Woody. Oh, and Woody. Especially him. Um, but yeah, like you said, a lot of O-linemen coming in, and we'll talk about there's some more D-linemen as well, but Jalen Early and, and Emery Jones kind of stand out upon, up amongst that pack as kind of the top guys. With Early, I think you know Florida State's kind of the dark horse in this recruitment. Ohio mm-hmm. State got him in for an official earlier this month. I believe he went to Texas Tech and one other school. Um, but but I th- I think Florida State's done a great job. Coach Alex Atkins has great created a uh, a, a great relationship with, with Early dating back to the the spring months when they first got involved with him. But I talked to Early back then, and he said FSU was in his top three, and I think. Getting him in the last weekend before, you know, June closes and, and we're back to a dead period, I, I think it's huge. And I think FSU could make a, ma- a major move with early on this trip. And then with Emery Jones, he's, you know, obviously when you're recruiting any guy out of Louisiana that LSU wants, that's a tough task. But um, it seems like LSU is the team to beat, but FSU has their chance to make a move with him uh, on this trip. So we'll see where things stand Uh after he
1: departs. Yeah. And I agree with that. Um, And to break that offensive line group down a little bit further, you have Kaniya Charlton and Quaishan Sapp, who are both being recruited as guards for FSU. Um, I think everybody on this podcast feels good about where FSU stands for each of them. Um, But then you're right. I think Jalen Early, Emery Jones, two potential tackle prospects definitely put a premium on those two. And then I think Antavius Woody is an intriguing prospect out of Lafayette, Alabama. Um, he's listed at six I've been told he's probably closer to six, three, six, four. Uh, we'll find more of an exact measurement. We'll probably hear something this weekend and see where he fits in. He's also plays a little defensive line as well. So we'll see what happens, what comes of it with Antavius Woody. Can we rewind that
0: real quick, Josh? Uh, where did you pronounce he's from in, in Arizona? In, uh, sorry, Alabama. Lafayette. Okay, I thought he said Lafaya yeah, is what he so said bad. initially. Ah, I got the wrong state, so I can't really say anything.
1: Hey, I'm I'm from Florida. What what do you want from me, uh, Jeron Willis
0: Lafaya?
1: Let's move on to some other big time targets coming in. Uh, Jaron Willis will be in from Leesburg, Georgia. He is teammates with Quashawn Sapp, the uh, offensive guard prospect we just spoke of. Now, Jeron Willis is an intriguing recruitment this whole thing is we've we've documented as well on the podcast and he's committed to Georgia Tech uh, they got they kind of convinced him that he could play defense back there at six foot two 220 pounds Florida State's still recruiting him uh, Zach you confirmed that the visit was still on did they have a chance to flip him this weekend I don't I I don't I'm, I'm hesitant to speak
2: on that just because I I don't know where his head's at he went to Georgia Tech this mm-hmm. past weekend and it seemed like you know they they really hit it off. That was his first in person interaction with that staff after committing. So it's going to be tough. Obviously, like you mentioned, the the biggest thing in Jaron Wells' recruitment comes down to preferred position at the next level for state. If they took him, they'd want to put him at, at a, one of their linebacker positions, probably on the outside, a more of a will linebacker. But like mm-hmm. like you said, Georgia Tech convinced them that. He can play like a hybrid safety in their defense. And I don't know, you know, I don't think Florida State's going to be going to pitch something that they're not actually going to have him do. So I I just, it's going to be interesting. I'm really interested to to talk to Jaron after he leaves Florida State this weekend and just Mm -hmm. see you know, what FSU's pitch to him was uh, or is on this upcoming official visit.
1: Yeah, and I don't think the only the only option for fsu is is to uh you know it, there's also the the option of convincing him that linebacker is the best position for him oh for sure yeah um, i think you know that in itself you don't, fsu doesn't have to bend over to play him at safety, like they can also just Im- impose their will and say, no, you know, this is why FSU is the best option for you and linebacker is the best position for you. And here's how we're going to, so they have that as well. Um, it, You know, this isn't a situation where you know he's six foot two, 220 pounds. He looks like a linebacker moves like a linebacker. I don't think it'd be very hard to convince him of that, but we'll see. Um, he's one of the bigger names on here as well. Uh, Caleb, Artis artists. I'm not exactly <laughs> sure how you spell that or pronounce that. But we, we, he's got, we got Josh, we got
0: Josh. We got him shook now, right? Right, Zach. We got him shook no.
1: now with the pronunciations. Brendan, what they're just pronunciations. Pronunciations. I, I get I get through it regardless. Caleb Artis, um, Saint Francis Prep School. He's in from New York, six foot four, two hundred and ninety pounds. This will be his first visit to FSU. Zach, I think it's a long shot. You agree, disagree? I agree.
0: Okay. Thank you. My dynamite drop in there, Zach. Yeah.
1: No, it was good. I just needed
2: that, that support. <laughs> That's Josh. Josh knows more about that recruitment than I do.
1: Yeah. I, I've been talking to some people behind the scenes. I think it's a scenario where they're happy he's coming in. They, they, they like him as a prospect, but from what I'm hearing, even from uh, my sources at FSU is more likely a Penn state Rutgers kind of, they think he's going to stay up in that upper Northeast area, but we will talk to him at the end of the weekend and get his thoughts on what's going on in his recruitment. Um, but there is a defensive lineman that I think we all feel FSU is in good shape for who will be on campus this weekend. And that is Bishop Thomas, defensive lineman at Bishop Moore Catholic, uh, six foot two, 285 pounds. We've seen Bishop Thomas on campus at Florida State before he was on. He was in for the spring game. Was he up for the elite camp as well, Zach? Oh, I don't think so. I think he was
2: here for Midnight Madness.
0: He was the very Midnight first. Madness. He was the very first player to step foot into FSU's facilities at Midnight Madness. Was he
1: really? Mm-hmm.
0: Yep. Wow. He was the first one to arrive. He was the first one to give Mike Norvell a hug. First one to walk in. Yep, yep.
1: All right, so they're in good shape with Bishop Thomas. There's four crystal balls in on his page, all for FSU. It looks like Tennessee and Texas are kind of the biggest competition here. He's visited Texas. He's visited Tennessee. Now he'll visit FSU. Zach, do you think that we see a commitment this weekend soon? What do you think with Bishop Thomas? We all have him crystal ball.
2: Yeah, I think FSU sits in a good spot. I haven't caught caught up with him since, you know, he's taken his two other officials. But Florida State getting, getting him in on this final weekend is going to be crucial. And, you know, maybe even vital if Brendan wants to chime in. But, yes. Uh, I think uh, Bishop Thomas is going to decide probably early on in July, and obviously that bodes well for Florida State getting him in um, as soon as the month of visits closes.
0: They're all pivotal at this point, Zachary.
1: (laughs) Guess what I just did, fellas?
0: Uh, You sold some Burgify.
1: Nope, I just dropped a show crystal ball. When I said no! that we all had Bishop Thomas crystal ball to Florida State, I lied. I did not have a crystal ball <laughs> to Florida do. State. I thought I did, and now I do. And guess what, Brendan? I think what? you owe us a, a show crystal ball because you don't have a crystal ball deficit.
0: I was, when you said four, I was doing the math in my mind, and I was like, I know Bud was the first one in on that, and I knew Zach had been aggressive, so I was trying to figure out who the odd man out was. So yeah, that's funny.
1: I was just looking at his... Uh, his bio and it said four All predictions. Right. I just assumed it was us.
0: <laughs> Bishop Thomas, you know what's going to happen too. We're, we're going to see this influx of Bishop Thomas crystal balls. I'm doing it now because I don't care. Oh, Steve <laughs> Wiltfong's the other one. Wiltfong.
1: Yeah. Wow. So, so enjoy good company, Brendan.
0: It's going to be Bud Elliott, Steve Wiltfong, nee, uh Zach Blostein, and then just a, a forgetful Josh yeah. This is this might be the strongest uh, lineup for an FSU prediction I've ever joined. Piggybacked on. All right. <laughs> Show prediction. Let's if see, you know. Chris
1: had his in on six three.
0: Bud got it in first, I think.
1: Three four for Bud.
0: Yeah, yeah. But he you put it
1: at a confidence level of a four. I know what happened when Bud did it. There was some there was some hesitation on whether or not he was a take back then.
0: And he was just offered, and yeah, that, that was mm-hmm. part of it, was trying to figure out. We heard he, he was pick. maybe
1: moving back to Louisiana. We didn't know there was a lot of uncertainties this this offseason with Bishop that- Thomas behind the scenes.
0: Zach can maybe correct me if I'm wrong here, but I think maybe you can, Josh. Someone correct me because I'm probably going to be wrong. I'm pretty sure that Midnight Madness visit for FSU was pretty big because they were able to see him in person for the first time, and he was about mm-hmm. Odell's height. And I think that alleviated yeah. a lot of concerns for them, if I'm not mistaken. Like, okay, we could push forward with this.
1: I think so too. And he's a great kid. Like He's fun to be around. He's, he's always smiling. Like for a big man, sometimes you see some of them big men, and uh, they're not nearly as cordial. Is, they're, e- they're
0: either very jolly or very angry and there's not a lot of in between for the big men. It's one or the other. Yeah, I agree.
1: And uh, Bishop's a fun, fun person to be around. All right, let's wrap up the preview for official visits. There's one on here that we haven't spoken about and that is Jarrell powers. Um, Jarrell powers is out of Texas and he is teammates with Jalen early, a good move, bringing them both in. I've confirmed that Jarrell powers is a take. Um, I know there, there'd probably be some questions on that heading into the weekend, um, but FSU does like him a good bit and he is a take. Uh, Zach, are you familiar with Jarrell and where his recruitment stands? Yeah, I think the biggest thing to
2: note with Jarrell is that he is, he has a commitment date set for July 2nd, I believe, or 3rd. It's one of those two dates, but um, you know, with, with that said, I think the other team to note for him going into this weekend is Colorado. I believe they've made a big push with him. He officially visited there um, sometime in June. And I think it's it's going to be an FSU versus Colorado battle going into this weekend.
0: Ah, uh, the rare FSU versus Colorado recruiting battle. How about that? Is that? What's, what's more rare, Josh? A recruit named Horace or an FSU versus Colorado head-to-head recruiting battle?
1: Man, FSU <laughs> head-to-head with Colorado has got to be...
0: Not a lot of one of, of the
1: more rare occasions, <laughs> especially for a non Juco, you know, and, uh, just a straight up high school prospect, just yeah, just
0: a straight yeah. up, uh, yeah. Uh, have we even talked to uh, to Jarrell Powers like much? Like, I, that's I haven't heard his name a lot through this recruiting process.
2: I mean, I've yeah. talked to him on the time, I've never gone okay. like on record with him, uh, in an interview, but. Or I might have. I I don't know. I I know I talked to him and I and I I've spoken to him about especially that FSU visit, getting it locked in, and I think I got a couple quotes from him. But I'll we'll definitely you know chop it up this weekend when he leaves.
1: And I can't wait to see him in person. Six foot four, two hundred twenty five pounds is what we have him measured at. And he's at Duncanville High School. FSU's done well at Duncanville. Um, They got some connections there, so we'll see what happens. That's it. For the visitor preview, remember this is a Tuesday that we're taping this, so so much could change. So if, if, if by the time you listen to this, there's another visitor to add it or subtract it, don't, don't get angry at us. Just keep checking Knowles 24-7. Uh, we'll be updating this all the way through the weekend. Let's take a quick commercial break. We're going to come back with some other recruiting tidbits and a little buyer-sanone. Hey, I'm Brett Podolsky
0: Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by
1: state law. And we are back on the bench. Um, want to hit on a couple more visits that were outstanding that we didn't talk about on the front end of this podcast. And then what everybody's here for, a little buyer unknown. Um, a couple recruits that came in. I want to speak about number one, Chris Parson out of Brentwood, Tennessee, a 2023 quarterback. Took a day trip down to Florida State yesterday. He left naming Florida State his leader. Uh, The crystal balls dropped. It's been about 24 hours. There's no commitment. But Zach, where do things stand with Chris Parson and FSU?
2: I think FSU sits sits in a great spot with Parson. Parson's a guy that grew up a Florida State fan. um, Big fan of Jameis Winston in that era. And he actually camped. I think Chris mentioned this on a past podcast. He camped a few years ago with Florida State's like old coaching staff. Met Charlie Ward there. There's a cool picture of them uh, up on his Twitter uh, after he got offered. He, he posted that, so that was pretty cool. But yeah, I think Florida State sits well. Um, he's a guy that they're they're after in that 2023 quarterback you know board. They like a couple other guys, but I think Parson is right up there with their with their top targets. So it'll be interesting to see. Parson basically told us in the exit interview that he'll be going home. Um, he's got a few more visits to make in June, but I think he's going to maybe think about making a commitment here soon. Um, and if, and if yeah. he does, obviously that that's a great sign for Florida State. I think he ends up there. But um, if he postpones it, then obviously that lets other teams get in the
1: mix. Right. He has Kentucky, Cincinnati, and Alabama slated for this month. Obviously, they're unofficial visits because he's a 2023 prospect. Not sure if, you know, if what the commitment timeline is, you know, he seemed very excited leaving Florida State, but he did say he was going to go home, think about it, take his time. So um, there is no exact timeline on that today. Four star 2022 defensive lineman Anthony Lucas out of Arizona started his visit to Florida State. Uh, You saw him arrive on campus. What time did he get there this morning? He got in about
2: um, around 10 a.m. And I was actually told that his visit's is going to last, you know, pretty much the entirety of today. And it's going to go even into some of tomorrow. And it's all an unofficial visit.
1: Right. And, you know, I think it's unfortunate that Florida State was only able to get an unofficial visit. Um, he's going to head from Tallahassee to Alabama to take his fifth and final official visit uh, his FSU visit sandwiched between two official visits, one to Miami and then Alabama. Uh, I think this is more of just a courtesy visit for FSU and coach Kenny Dillingham who went to that high school and has been recruiting Lucas for some time now. Um, If they were able to secure that official visit, I would have put more emphasis on this, but I think he's going to go elsewhere. Not exactly sure, but um, you know, relationships are important. You never know what's going to happen. Transfer portals involved. You might as well get a big time prospect on campus. FSU does like Anthony Lucas as a defensive end. All right, Zach. And one prospect that keeps showing up over and over, and we've seen him a couple of times now this summer in June, is six foot one, 180 pound defensive back from Tallahassee, Makari Vickers. Uh, ranked as a safety, kind of plays corner. I don't know why, but we have him also listed as a wide receiver on his bio. Vickers in FSU is this is this becoming a thing? I mean, he has offers from Alabama, Auburn, Florida. What's up with FSU? I think
2: FSU solidly in the mix. He's in no rush to decide, so you know, get that out of the way first. I don't think a mm-hmm. commitment's coming anytime soon. But the just the most notable thing is, I think Florida State's you know really trying to lock down Tallahassee, and if there's a prospect they like in, in Tallahassee, especially you know early on like these 2023 this 2023 class. Um, a guy like Makari Vickers is a, is someone they're going to try to get on campus multiple times. I think he told Brendan in his interview that um, he was he's been at FSU like a half dozen times, seven times. I remember him being there June first, June fourth, and then I think he was there for the elite camp and for some of the mega camp. So I think this, you know, it's, it's just a great sign for Florida State to get. A local kid on campus, that's what they should be doing. You see schools like Miami, they get all their local um, recruits on campus. They use their area to their advantage. And I think FSU in the past hasn't done a great job. I'm not saying just this coaching staff, but like, uh, you know, in the past, Tallahassee talent has gone elsewhere, um, especially to the SEC. And I think Florida State really needs to lock down this area. And they, they've done a great job, especially with Bickers. And another prospect of note in that 23 classes uh Linebacker Raylan Wilson out of Lincoln High School. All
1: right, thank you. I think that about wraps it up for random visitors coming through Florida State over the past four or five days since we've done the last podcast. I think, I think it's time, Brendan. Oh, I'm gonna cue up the music. Give me a second here. I'm buying that all day. Um, Also, not for sure. Bye, baby. Bye. I am Sononing it, but not no. with I'm, I'm going to Sonon it. I'm definitely Sononing that. I'd, sunon. I'd buy that. Yeah! <laughs> <laughs> I Sonon both of you. You can't out us. We're doing a little buyer Sononing. This segment to- is going to die because you are allowing the fans to do it. I We're, buy this, it. This whole I'd- segment's deteriorating.
0: All right. That can only mean one thing. It's time for buy or synone everyone's favor on sponsored. game on, on the bench, but maybe one day it'll be sponsored. If someone wants that, you know, that great pub,
1: the null cash should sponsor it.
0: If we can get some, if we can get some of their, sub, like, like trickle down effect for the, like their 20 sponsors, that would be. No,
1: fantastic. the null cash should spawn. This should, segment should be sponsored oh. by them.
0: Okay. That's fine. Yeah. As long as the check clears, whatever. I'm cool with it. I like it. Um, Let's see here. Bye, or Sonome. This is to you, Zachary, telling your coworker that he smells nice and spicy.
2: Sonome, because what does spicy
1: mean? You,
0: you had a nice musk to you to that day. I don't know how else to describe it. Help me out here, Josh. Uh, Zach smells good, right?
1: I didn't. No, I have no idea what you're talking about. <laughs> he <had>
0: this. <laughs> this nice is this musk? Was I there for this? I think so.
1: I think it was the day you were here last week. All right, I'm. I'm sononing that. <laughs>
0: Zach revealed in the show beforehand that he wears old spice as well. So I think it all makes sense now.
1: Whatever. Okay. All right. Well, I have like five unwatched HR videos in my email <laughs> right now that I have to do, and I'm probably sure one of them covers calling your coworker spicy.
0: I can't imagine that's that specific. Um, but but maybe there's something to that. I forget that, that Zach is actually signed like signed with us now, that there there is some stuff I cannot tell to him uh fsu uses what's believed to be its last allocated scholarship on a transfer uh buyer is fsu going to use that last scholarship <laughs> josh
1: didn't we do this like three months ago and i said bye and i got chastised for it didn't we do this
0: you were saying i'm trying to remember now this is right before kane madden this happened. was hang right on, before th- kane madden yeah, so it wasn't we hang just, on hang on give me a second here think about this you thought they were not going to use it. So you'd be synonymous yeah. at this moment if you still I said, that. I,
1: at the time, I said it was more likely that they didn't use it than they did. And everybody jumped on me because it was like the next day, <laughs> Kane Madden was like in the boat. The edit was done, <laughs> allegedly.
0: Allegedly. Um, I mean, just because there's an edit doesn't mean that it's done. Um, yeah, but you know, it's, not from, it's not from a lack of... Yeah, it certainly doesn't mean it's imminent. It's not from a lack of trying, though, Josh. They're trying to
1: use that last one. I know. I, I think it's not even... I think it's more due to a lack of supply.
0: Well, so here's the thing. Right now, we're recording this on Tuesday. It is June 22nd. I'm fairly confident that the rule is uh, for the one-time transfer rule that's in, apply, it's in effect right now, it's being applied for this cycle. Uh, if an undergraduate wants to transfer somewhere he has to inform his current university by July 1st that he wants to play in 2021 or she is, is for all sports, uh, but as we're right. talking about football here. Uh, so right now FSU, so the timeline Josh, like for the talent pool is, is getting to be crunched here. Someone has to enter the portal. If they haven't Yeah, the FSU is going to pursue, they didn't have to commit and they have to get all the paperwork done and they have to inform that university is my understanding by July 1st. That's if it's an undergrad, if it's a graduate, uh, there's more lenience with that uh timeline but yeah so things are going to get a little dicey here if fsu wants uh to maximize that a lot of scholarship for this year and not carry it over
1: yeah uh, and just to to seriously answer the question based on what I know based on what's available and what's happening right now like there's nobody out there on my radar that I would say fsu's involved with or pursuing so right now you know that's that's my that's my take on it
0: that Texas wide receiver just entered the transfer portal like 20 minutes before we started recording it, so uh, I don't
1: know. Right, I'm just uh, saying. To my yeah, knowledge, right now, at this of, moment, I'll look yeah. into it and all that.
0: What about you, Zach? Byers Sinone, FSU uses what's believed to be its last allocated scholarship on a transfer.
2: Sunown, so, I just think that with the you know the window closing down, like you mentioned, and not that much of uh, there's not an influx of guys that just entering the portal as of right now. I don't think I don't see them using the scholarship.
0: I'm buying it. I'm buying it. I'm buying it. They're going to find someone somewhere. They're going to use it. They need a little help. They can get the season big to get momentum. Six wins. Everything's fixed with six. Remember that guys.
1: All right. I just don't want to say bye because people sometimes take that and run with it to be like, Oh, well, Newberg's saying that there's somebody they're waiting to jump in the portal and they're going to grab them. You know, like they, Oh, they do have that ace up their sleeve. Like now,
0: Buyer Sinone so Josh our readership slash listenership's ability to read in between the lines with our hints.
1: No. So known, right? But I'm selling that. So, so known in that. <laughs> yeah, right.
0: It cracks me up. The things that we the hints we do drop that they don't pick up on in general, and then the things that we just that they just grasp at straws for things that we're not saying. It, it is funny to uh to see unfold. Uh buyer so Josh. It is 40 most important player list time. Are you buying, buying that holiday?
1: I'm buying it because for the next three weeks, there's going to be no visits on campus. <laughs> so you can clog up the front page with your 40 best players to most important play place. at episode or whatever you're doing.
0: Buyers Sinone Josh, give us your top 10 right now.
1: Oh, no. Oh, no. 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 I'll give, I'll, us, I'll, give us your number one. I only want to. No, I'm not going to do that, uh, Jermaine Johnson. Well, I'm not going to do that because I just want to criticize your list. I don't want to actually give mine. (laughs) Zach, you should have seen him. He was so mean. We
0: were starting to record our other podcast, one of my like 20 others that I have on the side right now. And Josh saw my list and he just started poking fun at it and tearing it apart. And this is after he had like two weeks to comment on it and help get it organized too. Rude.
2: Two weeks? What did you expect? You sent it like two days ago, and you're no, like,
0: "No, I, oh. I sent it to you guys like ten days ago too." No one responded to that one. I was like, "Us, uh, oh, so I don't want to."
2: That one it was probably like during midnight madness or something,
1: <laughs> right? Maybe
0: I was <laughs> delayed. Sent whatever. I was whatever. Two more commitments by the end of the month. By or Orsonon,
1: at least two more commitments. Wait, by the two end more month. commitments by the end of the month?
0: Yeah, by the end of June. By Orsonon. Uh-huh. So multiple commitments by the end of the month.
1: I'll buy it. I'll buy it. I think there's some guys at FSU could probably press and and speed up their commit timelines. Two, is it two or more?
0: Yes, two yeah. or more. It doesn't have to be exactly two. It has to be multiple. That was poorly worded. That's my fault.
2: I'll do I'll do I'll buy that.
0: LaFaya. All right. Yeah, Chris Nee said four, I think, in June. If I, I don't want to speak for him, people I definitely wondering.
1: said LaFay,
0: Lafayette, or no, you didn't say Lafayette,
1: you said Lafayette. Lafayette, Lafayette. Lafayette. no, I don't think I, said I think I
0: said <laughs> Josh is out here watching Hamilton, really confused. Like, they're saying his name wrong this entire time. No, sweetie, no. Uh, <laughs> by or Norvel Norvell is bigger in person.
1: Sinon, I'll say that Norvell is actually like when I first saw him after that hiring process we got to meet him at the end of february so it was after he had been hired and and went through recruiting and he was wasting away Like he was seriously like 135 pounds the first time i met him and now he actually just looks back to normal
0: yeah so he's bigger i i I asked that question josh because i remember your reaction when you first saw him at the press conference and then you got to meet him you you were like disturbed by like you thought he was just small but he's not I saw do we interviewed him the other day in person it's been a while since we were like close up with Mike and he's legitimately like yeah. he's an above average sized human being. He's
1: gained weight. He was swimming in that suit. He had a he had a uh, a fitted suit on when he was introduced and he was just swimming in it when he was introduced. The, as the head pandemic's
0: coach. been kind to him. He's been been putting putting on some muscle mass.
1: Yeah. Some bulk. All
0: right. Uh it's on good. that note, I think we just end the podcast. I made it weird and yeah. Not the first time all right. I wanted side.
1: to all right. I wanted to ask for something. We did this on a different podcast that I'm a part of. In the comment section on iTunes, tell us how you first heard on the bench. Where did you hear us? How did you hear us? Let us know and we'll read it live on the podcast. So go to our iTunes and leave a comment.
0: Do we read it if they give us like a three star review and comment? Because i we just ha- read them all. It'll no, all be for fun. I'm not having that five star bust. All right. That's a good idea. For Josh Newberg, Zach Blosstein, Chris Knee out there in, in paradise somewhere. I'm Brendan Sinone. been on the bench. We'll talk to you guys eh, probably after the official visit weekend.
1: I forgot Chris is even missing.